it's only a kick, a jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. <sighs> Hello. Royal Deluxe Podcast. That's what you're listening to. I'm Lux. This is what I keep telling people. Sorry for the ambiance. Again, if you hear fans running and stuff. Rooms still wet. Kind of inconvenient. Literally bought a desk a week ago. Would like to get that set up right about now. Oh well. As usual, nothing has gone the way I've expected it to. But you're still here. Looking for something. Maybe validation or something clever for me to say unfortunately I just don't have any of that right now I don't have anything particularly new to say once again because nothing has really changed with the Royals since we last spoke on Monday they, they actually have won a game so shout out to them they only lost two of three to the Cleveland Guardians um, and I'm going to be real with you family lamb I didn't watch a single inning of any of these games. I don't even think I watched highlights of them. Even the game on Monday. Um, but it is cool that they at least got a win. Hooray. Because that's just how I'm dealing with the Royals right now. I'm just not going to let them invade my mental state. Uh, I'm just not going to let them bother me. I'm not going to let them upset me so much. And so, complete distancing is sometimes the solution to that. I kind of need to get away from it for a little bit. I understand I do still have this obligation of you know, doing this podcast because I, I do believe that some, some of you are expecting this podcast every Monday and Friday. And I really appreciate that. And I don't want to let you people down, but this is kind of the uh, 
the side effect, I suppose, of having your podcast be based on one thing. However that one thing goes, that's going to determine how your podcast goes, how your content goes. So when this one thing is absolutely horrible and just makes everybody witnessing it utterly miserable, well, then what do you do? That's why I've always said on this show, like, anybody who's upset about the Royals, like, for real, take a break from them, dude. Like, don't don't let them get... Don't let them get you. Don't let them ruin your day. It's not it's not that important. I mean, we all we all like the Royals and we think that they're important to us because you know, sports are sports are fascinating because it's not like watching a TV show or something where you know, it's obviously just kind of fictitious in some way. Sports are a real thing. They they're, they're kind of like a, a mark of identity for us, you know? Like, I'm sure everybody who's listening to this is a fan of the Royals in some way. And you're probably a fan because you're in or from KC, or it just means something to you. It just This team just really means something. So, I already forgot where I was going with this. Oh yeah, um, so that's why that's why we get emotionally attached to this. That's why that's why we attach ourselves to this team. Why we, I guess, take so much crap from it, and why we keep coming back, hoping that it'll it'll be better next time. But sometimes you just kind of have to relinquish that. You have to get away from it and realize that. What you're doing is more important. You are more important than what the Royals do. And frankly, what the Royals do is going to have like nothing to do with what we do or what we say about it, generally. If any, if uh, this season has been any indication, because nothing has gone the way we wanted it to. We've, we've been talking about, hey, we should do lots of these things, and the Royals didn't do that. It's like, okay, never mind then, whatever. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe we did. Maybe we, uh... Sorry, I, I just read something that was distracting. Maybe this is the result of everything we wanted. Because, you know, we fired Matheny, we fired Moore, we fired Eldred, we fired Bradshaw. We called up the kids. We got rid of the bad guys. We got rid of Ryan O'Hearn. We got rid of Hunter Dozier. We got rid of Carlos Santana. We got rid of Whit Merrifield. We got rid of Andrew Benintendi. And then we called up the rookies. We called up Vinny. We called up Bobby. We called up MJ. We called up Nick. We called up Michael. We called up Samad. We called up Marsh. We called up Cox. We got pitching coaches from Tampa and... Cleveland and bench coaches, hitting coaches from all over the place, from good organizations. That's what we wanted. That's exactly what we wanted. That's, a, that's what we said it should happen. Huh. I don't know why I was talking about it in this way. I, look, my, my brain is fried. You do not want to know what I have been doing for the last three days. 
<laughs> I live a dangerous life. It's not that big of a deal or anything. Um, but I am just I am just out of it right now. I am so ready to space out. Um, like I have been for like I, that's what I've been doing for the last like three days. I've just been spacing out constantly and watching Jujutsu Kaisen. That has been my life for the last uh, few days, and I think it's been a lot more fulfilling than watching the Royals. No offense if you watch the Royals and you know you you want that to. I don't, I don't know. Um, where, where am I going with this? Okay, let's talk about something that actually happened. There is a really important thing that happened. Which is that the owner of the Kansas City Royals decided to talk again. So that's always a great thing. So, open letter from Royals chairman and CEO, John Sherman. He posted this letter. This was on Tuesday. And um, it starts off with him talking about Dick Hauser's wife. So, um, I, I don't know cool I guess it was like a weird little anecdote that he threw in at the beginning of the of the letter and then transitioned it into talking about building the downtown stadium or maybe the not downtown stadium whatever so um, it kind of goes into like economic details financing details Blah, blah, blah. And my opinion on that is, you know, the same as it always has been. I'm not involving myself with that argument. I'm not involving myself with the discussion of where the stadium should be and how it should be paid for, who should pay for it, etc., etc. Simply out of respect for the people that this actually does affect. Because I do not live in the state of Missouri. I do not live anywhere near those places that they seem to want to put the stadium in. I'm not going I'm not going to be taxed or whatever they plan to do with financing on this. It's it, it doesn't affect me in a in a literal objective sense. So I don't feel like I should be given a seat at that table. I don't feel like what I say matters about that. That's a discussion between John Sherman, the Royals, and the people who actually do live there. So that stuff isn't all that important to me frankly. As usual, what is important is just the actual stadium itself. I've always said this, that I want the stadium to be right, because I love Kauffman Stadium. I don't necessarily want it to be removed, erased, but I'm open to the idea, because I think downtown stadiums or suburban stadiums, whatever the hell they're planning, they're pretty cool. I've been to Wrigley, Rig, Wrigley, Wrigley Field, in Chicago, um, it's, it's a it's a cool place. I've been to Bush Stadium. I've been to Great American, um, Progressive, PNC, Yankee Stadium. They're pretty cool. Royals are Royals are unique in not having uh, some some of the culture that they have in those stadiums. So I'm open to the idea. All right. I just wanted to be right. That's about it. There's nothing really said within this new letter. Like it's 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 just more posturing, I, I suppose if that's the right word to put it. Literally all it really says is just, "Hey, we're going to have something for you in a month." That was like the big that was like the actual piece of news to take from this 
article. That was a new piece of information said. They, they, hang on. Sorry, stumbled because I had a burp there. That was disgusting. Anyway, um, the main thing to take away is that Sherman says that in the next 30 days, we plan to share an overview of the ballpark district, including the broad benefits of the two sites under consideration, one in Jackson County and one in Clay County. We are putting both sites through an equally rigorous process. We look forward to unveiling detailed renderings and many other components that will help us compare the broad benefit of broad benefits of both sites. So that's the main thing. It's just, okay, we're working on this. We'll check back in in a month. Which is, like, I kind of appreciate that, but here's the thing. Um, everyone is pissed at the Royals and everybody who works for the Royals. Actually, that's not true. Everybody who works for the Royals is not. People are not pissed. People are not pissed at the vendors. <laughs> that was a, a small fiasco that happened, and I didn't really talk about it, but, like, the vendors and whoever were. The, the, the concession workers, the stadium workers were... Like, filing for a union because they weren't being compensated fairly. Which is a mega cringe by the Royals, frankly. But it seems like that has been um, taken care of. So, cool. We cool now. Anyway, everyone's mad at the Royals. And in this situation like this, I think that that they can only really do two things. Or rather, no. People are looking for one of two things. Number one, complete and utter silence. Just shut the hell up. No one wants to hear it. And for what it's worth, if there's anything that's made this season a little bit more swallowable, it's that we haven't had to hear Dayton Moore, like, talk down to us about how, oh, well, this season was still within our expectations. We're not discouraged at all. We think we're still in a good place moving forward. And, you know, fans, they're entitled to their opinion. It's good that they're thinking about things like that. But we're the experts here. So how about everybody just shut up and let the geniuses do their masterful work? Because we did a we did a cool thing that worked one time, so we're just gonna keep doing things the way we've always done. Motherfucker! I'm glad that we haven't had to deal with that this season. None of that crapola from JJ Piccolo telling us how you know oh we're we're still building for the future and you know, things are gonna get better pretty soon or or whatever. I'm actually glad that this season. I think it was John Sherman who said, yeah, you know what? Uh, we might have messed up this season. <laughs> well, this is this is pretty bad. Wow. Oopsies. It's like, all right, well, at least you admitted it this time. Thanks. So, anyway, silence is golden sometimes. Maybe in a case like this, people just want to hear nothing. And if And if you do have to open your mouth and say something to us, then we expect all of our problems to be solved right now. And we won't accept anything else. So basically, coming out and saying, hey, we're working on the stadium. We'll have stuff ready for you pretty soon in a little while. That just does nothing. No one wants to hear it right now. The one thing that would have made this press release actually like kind of good is if they just didn't release it right now. And then they came back in like three weeks and they said, hey, guys, 
we understand things are bad and you're upset with us, but we have been working really hard on the stadium and we're going to have stuff ready for you next week. Just like, don't even give us a, a long wait for the next piece of information. Just just give it to us and be like, all right, this is like an urgent pressing matter and we're taking this seriously and you guys are going to see really soon. It's like, all right, we'll hold you to that. And then it's like, before we forget about this, they'll actually have that information for us. Like in 30 days, who is going to be thinking of like, oh, oh yeah, uh, the, the, the new stadium renderings and stuff like that. Like, like we're not all setting our calendars for this. We're just going to kind of keep moving on. Like, all right, thanks for uh, thanks for the information. I'm just gonna figure out how to uh, not melt over the next thirty days, I suppose. You know, no one no one wants to hear this. No one wants to hear this. All right, wait. No one wants to hear wait a little bit longer. We've been told to wait a little bit longer for so much. We've been told to wait for five years for a competitive team, and we're on pace to lose 117 games right now. So, I don't want to hear wait a little bit longer. No one wants to hear that. So I don't necessarily appreciate the the letter. I think it could have been better if they just waited a couple more weeks to, to drop this. They basically have information like already ready and then say that you have that you're working on stuff. Because again, that would say to everybody, okay, they've made some serious progress on this. They're like they're seriously super dedicated to this right now. Because the way I see it right now, it's like they'll be like, "Oh yeah, we'll we'll have this in a month." But it makes me wonder, like, how much work have you actually done? Is everything actually going to be ready for a month, or did you just say to expect everything to be ready for a month? Like you're expecting things to be ready in a month, and then everybody involved is just kind of like running around, rushing, like, "Oh my god, we have to finish this in a month." Does that make sense? It just kind of gives me that, uh, like, "Oh, they're they're not actually ready, but they're setting a deadline anyway, just to." Maybe hope that it'll magically come together. Maybe it's not that deep. Maybe it's not that serious. I'm just, you know, stretching out my point, I suppose, about how I wish they just said nothing for a couple weeks longer. All right, so let's talk about some stuff that may or may not happen over the next few days, which is trading. Because the trade deadline is on the 31st. That's something that just, like, totally snuck up on me. I was, I was actually just thinking about, like, not uploading this episode because I felt like I wasn't saying anything, and that would be super contradictory to what I was talking about a minute ago where I, I was complaining about the Royals not really saying anything important. And I'm like, wait a minute, isn't that what I'm doing? <laughs> anyway, uh, trade deadline on the 31st. It's on Monday, so we'll have another episode before that actually happens. And I don't know, maybe I'll bring back a Wednesday episode to talk about trade. No, there's not going to be any, that much to talk about. I, it, it's interesting because I'm not entirely sure what the Royals are going to be able to trade this this season. Like they already they already traded Chapman. That was the obvious one. He he gone. So case closed on that. Apparently there's some smoke around Carlos Hernandez that he could be traded pretty soon. That uh, he's actually getting a lot of calls, and it does make me wonder. I I do th- wonder what you know, Carlos Hernandez could be worth. But I feel like trading him right now would be selling low. I feel like I feel like Carlos Hernandez is a, a worthy investment that the Royals should continue on. It, it's it's only his second year of team control, so he is not going anywhere anytime soon. And you know, if like 
I feel like the best is yet to come for Carlos Hernandez because we like what we've seen from him this season. We we really like the uh, the, the velocity he's added, the stuff that he's added this season. It hasn't come. It hasn't fully translated into you know elite reliever numbers, but it could potentially. Like we're talking about this guy being the the, the closer after Scott Barlow leaves. And it does seem like Scott Barlow is getting traded. It seems like there's a at least a ninety percent chance of that happening, but still a, a, a still a veritable chance that he doesn't get traded because that's yeah that's a, a thing. Anyway, um, yeah, I don't know. I I just think that Carlos Hernandez, we can afford to hold on to him and watch him get better, watch him become an even better pitcher, an actual closer down the line, and that will accumulate value for him I feel like the Royals can afford to do that so I mean if he does get traded and you know there's a good return for him then I guess that's fine but I feel like things could get better in just in just a year or so like I'm not even saying hold on to him for a long time just maybe revisit this next season after he's actually the closer on this team but he he is putting up Solid numbers. He's kind of like the the reverse Scott Barlow right now, where the ERA is just kind of eh, 3.78, but the FIP is 2.82, which is fantastic. That's just that's just awesome for any pitcher. Scott Barlow, meanwhile, has a has an ERA of 5.5.15. Oh, but wait a minute, he has a FIP of 3.61. That's like that's identical to last year. Wait a minute, I didn't even know that. Okay, so hopefully Scott Barlow still has some trade value. Jeff Passan said that his 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 uh his stock has plummeted but that guy has a broken back so what is he talking about i don't know he does have a 1.5 whip though which is um kind of a uh, scary to be honest but still scott barlow probably going to get traded uh hopefully he can still get some kind of good return i don't know who else we've got though who else do we have Ryan goddamn Yarbrough? For what it's worth, he's pitched well. Ever since getting his face messed up, he's been pitching really well. Uh, last time, the, the one game that we've won over the last week or so was a game he pitched in. Went six innings, gave up one earned run. His ERA is down to 4.7 with a FIP of 4.4. Like, there's something there. I don't know. Maybe there's something there with... Ryan Yarbrough. Maybe some other team can take him in as like a bulk man reliever, kind of piggyback starter. Um, I am just fascinated by his by his BRF page. Strikeouts per nine, four point nine. That is so bad. That's worse than Zach Greinke. But yeah, it's it's interesting. Yeah, the, the number numbers don't lie though. <laughs> numbers don't lie. Uh what's his expected stats? Expected ERA 4.56. That's not bad. <laughs> but K percentage 13, bottom 1%. But I mean, he doesn't give up hard contact at all. So, that's cool. And he doesn't walk batters either. Like there is some kind of shenanigans going on with what Ryan Yarbrough does. Like I don't know why this guy doesn't get hit around a lot. But he kind of doesn't. Um, so that's pretty cool. Like, he doesn't have any amount of, like, deception to his game. His stuff doesn't move. It's not fast. But he's doing all right. So that's cool. Maybe there will be a team out there 
who knows? Maybe like a fringe contender will take a will take a shot at him for a lottery ticket prospect. I'll take that. I'll give me give me your lottery tickets. Those are fun. You know, maybe someone like I don't know who's who's the team that's kind of on the fringe this season. The Guardians. Do the Guardians need pitching so much? I don't know. How the Dodgers need pitching this season? Maybe they'll get, maybe they'll trade him. Hey, the Guardian. You know, the Guardians did just trade for Noah Syndergaard. So I don't know. Maybe they'll take a Ryan Yarbrough. If I, I actually do believe if if Noah Syndergaard can get traded this season, then Ryan Yarbrough can get traded this season. Noah Syndergaard is just having like the worst year ever. He has a seven point one six ERA. He's been on, on he's been on the injured list since June, since the beginning of June, but he got traded. <laughs> it's like, all right, you do you, I guess. So that's what that's what I'm gonna choose to believe. If there was a market for Noah Syndergaard, and I know and I know that Noah Syndergaard was traded for a, a, a similarly negative value player in Ahmed Rosario, but still, I mean, actually, that's not that's actually like a really good trade for the for the Dodgers. They got Ahmed Rosario. Like that's actually not a bad return. Like you just get like like they just need a shortstop. Well, there goes the Nicky Lopez of the Dodgers <laughs> dream. But still, if there's a market for Noah Syndergaard, there's got to be a market for Ryan Yarbrough. Could there be a, a market for Jordan Lyles? Could Jordan Lyles be traded? That would be the, the funniest thing ever. I hope that happens. I genuinely hope someone trades for Jordan Lyles for whatever reason. And speaking of Nicky Lopez, I, I do still think that he's tradable. Like, I think that he is... Actually, you know, there is one thing that's kind of in the way of that, and that's arbitration salaries. So I was thinking, yeah, Nicky Lopez could be traded, but then I'm wondering, is is a team really going to go to trade for this guy with the salary he's got? Because then, you know, it's arbitration, so he's at $3.7 million this season. That can only go up through arbitration. And would any team give this guy more than $3.7 million for the kind of... Uh, services he's, he the services he provides which is essentially just being a bench contact hitter with really good shortstop and second base defense but still so i was i was about to say nicky lopez could be traded because he's still got a couple years of control left but then i'm like wait a minute i don't actually know if that's gonna matter that's someone that uh i don't know a team he's gonna probably non-tender either this season or next season i don't know if the royals will do that i like like I also think that the Royals could keep him around just to have this, you know, clubhouse veteran. Really weird to describe someone who was 27 as a clubhouse veteran. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 28. He's 28 this season. Um, but that's like all the Royals have in terms of position players. Like Matt Duffy cooled off. You know, remember? I remember like arguing with people. Everyone was like, "Oh." Why doesn't Matt Duffy play more? He's so good at hitting the ball. He's got like a 330 average. It's like because he's not going to have a 330 average the entire season. This is what's going to happen. It's going to go down and it's not going to be very good. Now it's 264. He has an OPS plus of 83. And he doesn't provide all that great defense um, around the diamond. So I don't know. If he can be traded, that would be cool. But if he doesn't, then whatever. It's 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 just whatever. And um, that seems to be about it. 
in terms of who the Royals have in uh, terms of trading because that's just all they got. That's what the team is. It's pretty bad. They don't even have tradable assets. Um, rem remember Brad Keller? Remember when we thought we could trade Brad Keller? Yeah, so uh, his minor league assignment, nine games, nine innings pitched, 21 walks, five strikeouts, 15 earned runs. Hmm. So, um, Brad Keller's dead. That's cool. I don't. I don't know what happened there. And that's a, That's it. Like that's that, that's all the Royals have. I've also heard maybe Brady Singer could be traded. Don't trade Brady Singer right now when he has a five point five ERA. But you know he is pitching well. He has been pitching well lately. So maybe as the rest of the season goes on, he'll continue pitching well and maybe he'll fin maybe he'll finish better. Maybe you know if Brady Singer ends up finishing the year with like a four point five ERA, all things considered, that wouldn't be so bad. Like, you could just look at this as a kind of weird down year, and then, you know, it's back to business next season. I think Brady Singer could be traded, but definitely not now. I, I just feel like... I feel like that would be all like Carlos Hernandez. It would be selling low. Um, and also, I guess Zach Greinke has been said to maybe be traded. I don't know who would trade for Zach Greinke right now. 5.49 ERA. Um, 5.07 FIP. Like, nothing about Greinke is particularly good right now. So I don't really like if I, if I'm a competitive team I wouldn't trust him. So I don't I don't think that's going to happen. But I also think that he's just a guy that the Royals keep around in general cuz he's a franchise legend and a bit of a mentor for the young players. I don't know what they're learning because it's not translating into anything good right now. <laughs> that's not his fault. I'm not mad at him. I'm just I'm just I'm just lamenting because that's all I can do with this uh team. It's like it's all bad. It all sucks. Where did it all go so wrong? I don't know. Um, hey, if there is anybody they could they, they could sell high on, they, let it be Freddie Fermin. If they trade Freddie Fermin and get a solid return for him, that would be pretty cool. I wouldn't mind that. But who knows? Maybe Freddie Fermin is just really good and we should keep him for another year or two. We'll just have to see, I guess. Anything else? Uh... I think that's about it. We're going to go play the Twins. Sonny Gray is pitching for the Twins today on Friday. Um, Sonny Gray has an ERA of 0 0.8 against the Royals. Oh, wait, that's just 2023. Hang on. Sorry, I looked at this wrong. I'm bad at navigating B-Ref. Sorry, my apologies. I was just looking at this season where he's thrown 11 innings against the Royals and has a 0.84 ERA. That's extremely misleading. He's not that good when facing the Royals. He actually has a 1.54 ERA against the Royals in 76 innings. So, have fun, Royals. And anybody who's watching this, enjoy. You might witness a masterpiece. Just a you know, a little piece of trivia. If there's, if you're wondering if that's the lowest ERA he has against any given team, 
you'd actually be mistaken. He has a lower ERA against the Rockies. He's also only pitched seven innings against the Rockies. So if you uh, want to go, uh, if you want to compare sample sizes, any other team that he's thrown seventy plus innings against, the next one is the Milwaukee Brewers. He has a two point eight two ERA against them, almost a run and a half worse <laughs> against an entire team. So um, yeah, but hey, Brady Singer is going to pitch as well, so that's fun. Um. I'm going to see you later, I guess. I don't think I have anything else to talk about. Because the Royals are really boring right now. Sorry about that. Uh, yell at me at Royal Deluxe Pod on X Twitter. Or at the MF and Casey, also on X Twitter. Because I have to have two Twitters to confuse everybody. Or send your rants at... Royal Deluxe Podcast at gmail.com. I would love to hear them. I would love to hear from you about how you're coping with this sheer and utter misery. I'm going to go lie down because I don't feel good because I've been talking about the Royals for too long. What a funny joke. All right. See ya.